You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. It is the year 2022, and you have just tuned into the Game Garage on the Glass Cannon Network. My name is Jared Logan. Uh, I'm a game master. This is a show where we play tabletop role-playing games. With me, I have a stellar cast of performers who will be bringing to life some characters for you today. Please welcome Paula Deming, Mary Lou, and Joe O'Brien, everybody. What's up, guys? <laughs> Hello. Hi. Uh, this is the Game Garage. It's a new show here on the Glass Cannon where we are going to debut uh, a couple different games, lots of uh, different games. Uh, we're going to do a short mini series, five episodes of these uh, various games. And today we are playing an incredible game from Pelgrane Press and the writer Kevin Culp. It is called Time Watch. Time Watch. And our friends at Pelgrane Press have even given us a discount code. After you watch us play today, you're going to want to buy a copy of Time Watch. So go to Pelgrane's website and put in Glass Cannon, where they ask for a discount code, and you'll get 10% off of Time Watch merchandise. So Time Watch is a time travel game. Are you guys time travel fans? <laughs> I watch a lot of Doctor Who. So Doctor Who. Yes. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> but that's perfect. A lot like this game's a lot like Doctor Who because I'm not caught up. I'm about to start Jodie Whittaker's era, and so don't spoil anything for me. It's actually very important, but I'm I love it, and so yes, I'm here for it. That's where I'm at. I haven't started Jodie Whittaker yet, but I I set all the Matt Smith, and I love it. Have love. you? But have I you watched Peter Capaldi? Think. Oh wait, I haven't watched Peter Capaldi He's either. Amazing. You yes. Peter Capaldi is right up there with like David Tennant is my doctor and Peter Capaldi is like real close for me personally. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll watch. I'll, I'll watch Peter Capaldi. I haven't gotten there yet. What about you, really Mary good. Lou? Are you a time travel fan? Is um, there something that you like from time travel stuff? I love um, like bad time travel. Um, like I love Interstellar. And um, okay. <laughs> Uh, what was and what was that one? So I grew up on that one show. God, I, it's um, uh, right on the tip of my tongue. It's that one show um, where he jumped into different bodies. Quantum and different leap. Quantum leap. Quantum leap. Oh, the greatest watched, show of all yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love Quantum Leap. I watched so I watched so much of that growing up. Um, and uh, yeah. Scott Bakula is the best. A great theme song too. Oh, I great theme love- song, great uh, voiceover that, like, you know, like the oh, yeah. uh, the, the telling of that story at the narrative, what he mm. does. It's so like deep and meaningful. Like yes. he's time travel within his own and lifetime. To- Doctor something something stepped into the quantum leap accelerator and vanished. Beautiful. Yeah, I've only I seen like three episodes. Travel, I love time travel stories where like you have to like um, like solve uh, a problem or like um, heal your soul in order to like go back in time you know when the fifth dimension is love um i love that. <laughs> the fifth element the fifth element that too yeah right 
That too. Absolutely. Well, we'll do our best to make sure that there's a that there's a a, a character arc here where we learn that love was really the real reason we traveled. Or, friend, um, or friendship, or like self respect, right. you know, or standing up for yourself, or you know, whenever we learn like a little lesson. Ah, I love that. Um, great. Every time. Uh, let me just make a note to teach Mary Lou a lesson. Like, that's, that's not how I wanted that to come out. Um, and then, Joe, what 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 about you? What's uh, oh, what's your time I'm, travel, uh, John? That you like? Uh, I'm the same as Mary Lou. I mean, I Quantum Leap. I grew up on Quantum Leap. I love Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap is what I always want. My like, if I was going to run this game, it would be my dream for it to end up just like an episode of Quantum Leap. And it's like a lot of RPGs that I run. I'm like this is what I imagine it being. There's like, there's meaning and there's lessons and there's love. And, but it, you know, with my friends, it always just ends up being fart jokes and just like killing a lot of people and laughing about it. You know, and I'm like, come on, we're trying to make it serious here. Uh, but yeah, Quantum Leap, <laughs> I love. And uh, I, I, I can't well, think let's, of Well, let's be aspirational, guys. I mean, we, we're okay. about to start a new game here. It's a new show, The Game Garage, where we show off new games. I mean, this is our chance to really get into some deep character role play and really learn lessons and become better people through uh, a game with a dinosaur <laughs> on the cover. I love I it. I know, with a bunch of people shooting a dinosaur. I love it. Right. Uh, yeah, I should also say, uh, murder I, I and think fart it's jokes are also fine. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's important to mention uh, at this stage, I don't know, maybe I need to like revoke uh, my nerd card but i don't think i've ever seen a full episode of doctor who that's okay i also need to revoke my nerd card then because it's the it's one fine. franchise that i haven't it looked, can be tricky to find sometimes it's, it's, it's hard not to on. dive into as well i yeah. think mm-hmm. because there's so much of it and i was intimidated yeah. by it for a long time because of that but look classic who is great and i've been watching more of that but you can start with the New Who, which started in like 2005, I think. Right. With Christopher okay. Eccleston. Okay. Some people don't like him, but I I really believe you should watch Christopher Eccleston so that you can appreciate David Tennant, I feel like. Okay. Uh, you know, like <laughs> right. the, the character's journey. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot. So it can be intimidating to dive into. And yeah, I don't really know other than like purchasing the DVDs. How do you watch all of it? That's kind of tough. Um, I think you're that's right what that it is intimidating. Me. Yeah, yeah it, because I'm a completionist. It, I, I don't listen to podcasts because I can't listen to every podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, that yeah, obsesses, they're all so part I listen of to one no big podcasts. story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, but I'm, I'm not afraid of something big and perhaps bad. I watched all of Battlestar Galactica. Um, so... Right. Um, well, then you can definitely do the like the new Doctor Who. I can and, do uh, new Doctor yeah. Who. It's very British. Do people like that? Oh yeah, it's the uh, sure. I'm a big Anglo. The so British TV. something they're is so the more funny. I love it. <laughs> they're so funny, especially they're when they're so baking funny. and they want to pretend like they're not emotionally affected by their baking, and they're oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> "Fine, <that>. I um." <clears throat> <laughs> it just wasn't a good day. <laughs> you know, I'm like, just cry. Let just it cry. Writing in the we need to add baking to the adventure as well. Okay. That's, uh, that's not the British way, Paula. We pack yeah, it away. No, no emotions. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I love British British TV. I, I soak up 
<laughs> like you said, the more British it is, the better. The hard, the more I get toward needing subtitles to understand it. It's like that's what the more northern you know it gets. <laughs> yeah. I'm like this. What was that one crime show with that oh, wonderful actress? Oh my god, they're all crime um, shows. Happy yeah, they're all crime um, shows. Uh, bra- Happy Valley. Bra- that was Happy it. Happy Valley, Valley was so it. good, and it was so like good. I could barely understand any of them. It was amazing. Yeah, that, that yeah. <laughs> knew it. Yeah, so good. Amazing. My girlfriend once made me turn off the movie Sexy Beast because she couldn't understand the British accents. So, have you ever seen <laughs> Sexy Beast? Ben Kingsley. Oh, no, I'm alone. No. I'm the only one that's seen this. It's the best gangster movie of you. all time. I guess I we all need to turn doesn't really gangster. sound Red doesn't card. really sound like the average Ben Kingsley movie. <laughs> sexy, <laughs> sexy beast. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's like British gangster guys call each other weird stuff, like sexy beast. You know, it's like a weird Cockney. They're let's, so let's silly. Let's get into the game. Let's They're get into the so game. silly. <laughs> oh, those I British love the British people. because they think they're very serious, but they're incredibly silly. They're adorable. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And British people are accidentally adorable. From this mm-hmm. show now. Thank you for wow. the time you spent here with us. It was great. Yeah, goodbye. I <laughs> promise I won't be doing a British accent during this game. That's my <laughs> promise to everyone watching. I promise I will. I'm going to make that happen. We got to gotta have a British accent. And Otherwise, I it's make, not a real RPG, right? That's true. Yeah. And I make I absolutely games, no promises. I've played games any- set in America in the 90s where people just do a British accent because <laughs> they think that's what role-playing voice sounds like. <laughs> Like, well, I'm role-playing, so I guess I talk like this. Um, uh, and, uh, if it's, it's fantasy or sci-fi, everybody has a British accent for no reason. It's so true. that actually makes sense. Well, this is sci-fi, so bring them, bring them on. Bring on those British accents. Uh, let's get into the game just a little bit. So Time Watch is a game where you play... Uh, people who are part of an organization called Time Watch, which polices history for changes in the timeline that have been wreaked by uh, evil time travelers. People try to go back and change history from what it should be. And your team, you're one of many teams that, that belong to Time Watch. You go back and you, you put it to rights. You fix what was wrong. But in order to do that, you have to investigate the change that has occurred. So uh, in this game, it's about half investigation as you travel back in time and investigate what exactly changed that, that has made history different. And then it's half action as you then put it to rights. You find the culprit. You take them down. You stop them from uh, wrecking history. And you put everything back to normal. Um, so uh, we are going to start with a little character creation today. And I asked each of our players to kind of come up with a concept uh, for their character And here's the thing. Time Watch says in the book, you can be someone from any point in history. Time Watch (laughs) recruits people from all of human history and even non-human history. You can be someone from the prehistoric past, like a Neanderthal. You could be someone from the 1920s. You could be someone from the future. You could make up future history and be someone like that. So uh, really almost anything is possible. And that's the thing we're going to keep running into with this game. So much is possible. It sort of boggles the mind um, because you're about to get your own personal time machine. And that does a lot of wonky things to a role playing game. But I can't wait to see what you guys do with it. But for right now, I would like to just start uh, by opening some character sheets here. And let's talk to Joe O'Brien. Joe O'Brien, did you come up? with an idea for a character from history that you'd like to play as? 
not really. I mean, I came up with a few like <laughs> loose concepts because yeah, like, same. Okay. It's very intimidating, Jared. Mary Lou's like, that's also what I did. I didn't come up with something, and that's fine. No, no, no. I came up with something. It's just, let's call it a nugget or a seed. Let's see what grows out of the assignments of points, you know? We'll be inspired. All right, Joe O'Brien, let me see your nug. (laughs) I've I've got what we could, I've got a jumping off point, all right? So I'll just start somewhere. But I reserve the right to change everything because as you I'm reading this uh, book and it's amazing. It's really interesting the way that they describe how time travel works and the rules and like why it's something you can't just do willy nilly. And it's really cool. And when they talk about the needs of the group, they're like, it's very important when you're making your group that like Mm -hmm. you uh, spread out your expertise on in various areas so that people know different times of history or different kinds of history and everything like that. So, uh, it, yeah, I, I, it's really cool to, to work together to do that. So I'm excited for that. But anyway, my jumping off point. So uh, yes. I will say uh, I was thinking kind of uh, on the explorer end of things. And I was thinking circa 19th century. And then I uh, got into uh, this idea of like um, kind of a like a, a sailing uh, like a like an explorer that goes to the frozen wastes, uh, looking for like Ooh. the North Pole or something, right? This like isn't in the nineteenth century. Now I'm just like <laughs> flashing back to like. <laughs> it is a little bit like Call of Cthulhu. It's the you. <laughs> right, right, you and it could be. I I think Jared's always going to dribble in a little horror, so I like to prepare myself for it with uh, haunted characters. Um, but yeah, no, I'm thinking. Somebody that's on a ship, basically, uh, and who is good at like outdoor survival, who's rugged cool. and um, and and probably also thinking about it. If it's like mid nineteenth century, they're probably if they're an officer or something, they're probably part of the aristocracy in some way. Because I'm thinking British, obviously, because I'm going to do a British accent, right? So right, we have to. Uh, We're role playing. Yeah. So there might be some element of like knowing your way around society and stuff like that, like high society, even though they're an explorer. So that's kind of like where I'm at. Rough, rough. Sketch I think right that's now. perfect. And, you know, Ooh. in the in the 19th century, there were many expeditions to find the Northwest Passage. If anybody's familiar with the recent TV miniseries and novel, The Terror, it's hmm. about uh, these ships that went up to find the Northwest Passage and got stuck in the ice and the entire crew died. They just got trapped up there and never came back. And that's a perfect scenario to get recruited to Time Watch because (laughs) Time Watch wants to recruit people who disappeared mysteriously or who don't leave a a huge historical footprint, you know? So um, your character could have gone up on one of these expeditions. Last man standing. Right. And as I was thinking about it. Yeah. And and as I was thinking about it, I'm like, what about family and stuff like that? Because it's very interesting. The book lays out like, It could be dangerous if you want to try to, like, return to your family after you know about Time Watch. You might not be able to really do it and stuff. And I was like, well, what about someone who was gone missing, right? Like someone who just wasn't expected to come back. Whatever they were doing was so dangerous. So, And it could be that. It could also be, like, the Amazon or something, exploring the Amazon, exploring whatever. But uh, in either case, something dangerous, uh, a dangerous explorer who's kind of has aristocratic sort of ties uh, is, is my idea. 
Excellent. So um, I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, he needs a name. It sounds like he's British. We can uh, put in that for his nationality. His origin time sounds like I'm, I'm trying to remember when those expeditions to the Northwest Passage occurred, but I that, think they they're occurred like in like 1840s. 1840s. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, totally. maybe, well, born that, yeah. In, maybe born yeah, in like maybe born in like that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 1840s, totally. Yeah, I knew that. I love yeah. that we said that in unison. Like that was uh, that's one of the nerdiest moments I've ever had. It's <laughs> really, really awesome. Um, uh, so I'm thinking maybe bo- why don't we say born maybe like uh, during the War of 1812, which I still don't ever remember what happens for whatever reason in that war. But uh, so oh, right around that time, uh, the so United that they would States be in attacks their 30s. Canada to make a point, it, uh, and then Canada burned down the White House. Yes, uh, successfully right. burned down the White House. Uh, cool. All right, great. Um, I'm just going to put in British origin time, 1840s, profession explorer, right? Is that right? Uh, yeah, profession explorer, yeah. How old is he? Uh, I'm thinking 30s. Uh, so he'll, he will look late 50s. <laughs> he's like super he's intense. Blind. 90, yeah. Exactly. It's like Tanned and blind by the elements. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you I think? Like um, so now we're going to talk about drive a little bit. Drive is a little character thing. So in this game, you have drives, which are the thing that make you, makes your character adventure. It might be uh, greed, or it might be curiosity, or it might be ambition. It's like a personal characteristic that you have. And mm-hmm. when you fulfill that drive, when you do when you do actions that kind of go along with that drive, you might you might get a stitch. What are stitches? Stitches in Time Watch are character points that you can spend to get a number of benefits. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can get pluses to your roles you can get uh you can skip certain roles that are kind of tough on you there are all these different character benefits you get by spending stitches if you fulfill your drive in time watch so um there are some listed but really it's kind of you make it up what do you think drives this gentleman um i think i'm gonna put on a little music here hold on I got yeah. distracted. Uh, yeah. We jumped in so deep so fast. Uh, what drives him? Here we I, are. I now we're here. We got to make the best of it. What's your drive? Tell me now. <laughs> That's such an important part. I, I would say his drive is ambition. Uh, I would say maybe he's maybe he's on the lower end uh, of the sort of nobility spectrum, right? Maybe not uh, terribly well respected, and he's trying to overcome this to uh, make a good name for himself. And uh, and yeah, just just raise his reputation in society. I mean, that was his drive then. What is his drive when he once he gets into Time Watch? It's like yeah, Time um, Watch are good guys, or at least they really think that they are. You know, <laughs> people make changes to history, uh, or sometimes creatures, uh, alien, extraterrestrial um, factions make changes to history, and they put it to rights. They they basically have what they say is the true history. Some people say that they made it up and that they, you know, Time Watch are the only people that are promoting this version of history. But um, and and they try to, like, fix things so that people don't take advantage of the time stream. So he is a good guy or he's working for a organization that sees itself as honorable and good. Um, Ambition is great if he wants to, like, rise through the ranks. You know what? Why don't we focus on the explorer element for the moment? Because I think that that is something you could really keep open is like. 
he has this innate desire to just like see new places or places nobody's ever seen before. And that is what drove him into doing things that are so wildly, ludicrously dangerous uh, in a life where he might have had a life of privilege, right? Like he could have just like rested on his laurels, but instead yeah. he's like wants to strike out to these places. And when it comes to Time Watch, he wants to, he has this opportunity to see things that no one in his lifetime could ever have seen, right? The future, the past, uh, different parts of the world or different parts of other worlds. Uh, and that I think is what drives him is like he constantly wants to go to new places and see different things, uh, even if it is at a risk to his own uh, life. Um, that sounds like curiosity, which is here in the book. You don't have ah, to go okay. with what's in the book, but I went ahead and put in curiosity for you. Uh, but I get it. It's like this uh, wanderlust. He wants to see the universe. Yes, wanderlust. And he yeah. will see more of the universe than uh, most people by joining a time-traveling patrol organization. Um, mm -hmm. So... Um, we will talk about, you know, you get a bunch of equipment standard when you join Time Watch. We'll talk about that in a minute. What I would like to get you started on are your investigative abilities. So, listeners and viewers and my players, in Time Watch, there are two types of abilities or skills that your character can use. One half of your abilities are called investigative abilities, and you use those abilities when you're sort of solving the crime. What has someone done to history? How has history changed? Who is responsible? What was the turning point? Um, investigative abilities uh, work in, in a very unique way in Pelgrane Press's uh, Gumshoe series. Uh, Gumshoe is a, is a role-playing system created by Robin Laws and basically he got tired of in Call of Cthulhu when people would roll to find something out when they were solving a mystery investigating a mystery and they would fail and then they just wouldn't get any information so yeah. in, in Gumshoe systems and Time Watch is one of these the investigative abilities if you have that ability if you have it if you have it on your sheet then you are an expert in it and if you go into a situation and you simply say, I'm using my military tactics investigative ability, or I'm using my streetwise investigative ability. If you just say that, then you will get a clue. If there is any clue to do with military tactics or any clue to do with streetwise, you will get a clue automatically. You don't have to roll to get clues. So that's a little bit how the investigative abilities work. You simply say, hey, I'm using my anthropology. And if I, the game master, think, oh, there's something you could learn from anthropology here, I'll just give you the clue. I'm going to make you say you're using it. I'm not going to keep constantly be suggesting to you, like, don't you think you better try your <laughs> high society? I'm not going to do that. I want the players to kind of say, hey, uh, it feels like I could go, you know, talk to the officers in this camp using high society, and then I'll give you a clue. Now, these investigative abilities have points. What does that mean? It means that beside each of the investigative abilities, you put a number, and uh, you're about to divide up your, your points, Joe, and assign them to different investigative abilities. When you are using your investigative abilities, you can spend a point from one of your investigative abilities to get some sort of bonus or benefit. I'll give you an example. There is an investigative ability called Charm, okay? If you were using Charm, let's say you're using Charm on the incredibly handsome, beefcakey assistant of an evil scientist you're investigating, right? And uh, if you use Charm on him, you might get him to like you and give you a clue. But if you spent a point from your Charm 
or two points, he might actively betray the evil scientist and help you defeat him in the end, right? Mm. Um, uh, High society, you know, that was one of the investigative abilities we talked about. Uh, You could find a clue from those uh, officers in the camp by using high society, but if you spent a point, they might actually give you equipment or they might actually like go with you to uh, where you're going and help you uh, fight the Yeti or whatever you're dealing with that particular week. So it's sort of like if you're thinking of it in like D and D terms, it's sort of like to me it sounds like critting on like a diplomacy check or something like that's that. That's exactly like, right. It's the okay. best possible result. And totally. you spend points to decide to crit in this game. Right. Um, right. and so I prefer that than trying to roll for it. Let me tell you, I'll just yeah. just pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, but your your pool points go down, and when you're out of pool points, those are gone until the next adventure. In investigative abilities, there's another type of abilities that we'll talk about in a minute. But if your investigative ability goes down to zero points, you, that's it for that that adventure. Um, none of your investigative abilities should really be higher than four. Uh, that's kind of the top. I mean, uh, technically, I guess I'm allowed to let you go to five or six, but you probably won't have that many opportunities to use, say, uh, you know, uh, your outdoor survival in one adventure. So why make it five? You know what I mean? Make it like one mm-hmm. to three generally. So, Joe, uh, because there are three players playing, uh, you have, uh, oh, you're already spending them. You have 20 investigative pool points to spend. Uh, and I'm going to just go ahead and I'm, I'm going to hop to Paula in a second. Mm-hmm. But first, I'm going to. So, Paula, you're on deck. Get ready, girl. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I am going to yeah, say uh, I'm going to say I'm that doing is just loosely putting some points in that if any of you guys, Mary Lou or Paula, wanted to, to look at just sort of like, oh, based watching. on this rough. Yeah. Based yeah. on this rough sketch of what I think this guy might have some basic knowledge in right out of the gate. Um, I, uh, he's an officer. So authority. And he probably knows a little bit about bureaucracy. So, yeah, I'm thinking high society, bureaucracy, authority. Yeah. uh, Notice, outdoor survival. Um, You know, I don't... What is paradox prevention? That seems like something that's crazy valuable. (laughs) So there's a couple... There's a couple skills that are, of course, unique to a time travel game. And paradox prevention is one of them. Paradox prevention is something that you can spend points on out of to do crazy time traveling things like um, call yourself in to help fight alongside you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or, please. Uh, or send yourself a note from the future telling you to make sure you do a certain thing. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, the classic example is you're trapped inside of a, a, a jail cell. You, you say, you know what I'm going to do in the future? I'm going to travel back earlier and I'm going to put the key under a, uh, uh, under a, a brick that I haven't looked under yet. You would spend points from paradox prevention to do that. If you were okay. using it in a purely investigative sense, you would learn things about paradoxes, but by spending points, you can do paradoxical stuff. Okay. Okay. Uh, yep. Uh, yes, that. please. So I'll put a point That's there. Cool. Um, Worth right, so noting I'm just, that everybody starts with one point in Timecraft because you are trained by TimeWatch. Timecraft is like you can trace time signatures back to their point of origin. You can tell if someone is a time traveler. You can do all kinds of timey-wimey things on your equipment to learn things about time travel. Okay. Everybody starts with one point in that automatic. I just put out a series of ones in the basic things I think that this character, as I'm imagining him, would have. 
And so uh, I just want to leave it there for the moment and see what Paula is coming up with. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Because I don't want you guys, either of you guys, to not do any of these abilities because you see something there. Because I'm happy to move things around and change things around your concepts. So why don't I just sit it there for a moment? And I can add more to those as we go in if, if we decide we get 20, to dump right? more. We get 20 total? Yeah, you or get is that 20, also for so general abilities? That's only for your investigative abilities. You get 20 oh, points nice. to spend. Cool. And you get, I think you get 50 for general abilities, right? Uh, that's right. So let's yeah. hop so over. We'll, let's hop over to Paula and let's talk to Paula about what do you think your character will be, Paula? Okay. So all here's of time and space. Mulling around, and now we have yeah. all of time and space. But yeah. I'm thinking something actually somewhat similar, maybe a generation or two uh, departed from what Joe is talking about. But I tell you a secret about me. It's not that much of a secret. I always have wanted to be in like a western and I thought (laughs) this is the perfect opportunity to be someone like that and the concept has evolved a little as I've thought about it Um, but I think I'm like almost like an Annie Oakley type of person I'm imagining uh, an orphan who learned somehow I'm not sure maybe I got picked up by one of those uh, like I think it was Wild Bill Hickok had like a traveling Wild Bill sure. show, yeah, with like trick shooting and stuff. So almost like a circus situation where I've learned to like trick ride on horse, and I'm like a sharpshooter, so I can do like tricks. Like I can like on my horse, I can like hook my foot into the stirrup and like lean upside down and like shoot at targets and stuff. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. And, That's uh, awesome. Just traveling around like with no family connections and maybe an accident happened one day and I was gonna die or lose a limb of some sort and that's when Time Watch recruited me. Maybe people think I died. I'm I not love sure. That. Yeah, if, if you like that, I love. I think that's great. Love is that. this that's too awesome. much? I got this idea while Joe was talking. What if in this accident, the injury means I did like lose my arm, and so Time Watch fitted me with like a cyborg prosthetic type arm. So I'm John, like a yes. prosthetic robot arm western. Yes. Sure. I've had to like relearn arm. how to shoot with my robot arm. I don't know. Absolutely, Paula, is that so, cool? Basically, your concept is cyborg cowboy, cowgirl. Yeah, cowgirl. yeah. <laughs> heck yeah! Um, great, uh, that is amazing. Approved, approved. All right, I need to go uh, back approved. and get a robotic limb at some point. We'll, we'll come back to me. We'll come yeah, back. Yeah, I'd be like probably from like just before the turn of the century. I think like eighteen eighties. I was trying to look up when like Annie Oakley did her thing. She was born in eighteen sixty, so we're looking at probably like that. Not that we need to be based factually in that because we don't, but um, probably like 1880s, late 1800s is when I would have been plucked from. Yeah, Paula, you I'm going to offer you something because yeah. one of my two, I had two character ideas, and one of them was like a gunslinger type. Um, but she, the idea I had, which you're mm-hmm. welcome to adopt if you like, was that she's like a cowgirl from post electric apocalypse Texas. So it's still like a gunslinger Annie Oakley type, but because it's like 2020, you know, or 2200 after the electric apocalypse. And uh, so the only, you know, it's the Wild West again. So if you want to take that for a little bit of a little bit of um, time 
variation, that is, I just want to give you that if you that like is a it. thought yeah i'm gonna set i'm gonna leave this here if you don't like that it down and you can you can i'm gonna set it down right. you don't have to pick it up i'm gonna <laughs> i put it down you don't well, have to I'm pick just, it up l- l- let me let me put it this way i'm i'm writing down that there was an electric apo- apocalypse i didn't know that but <laughs> there was, um, yeah, was. was. written some future history for us so uh-huh. that's definitely canon now definitely at some point the us re- the, at some point the us went back to uh, the wild west days um, uh, yeah. I, w- I will also say, if we're talking about a historical uh, cow cow person, uh, a historical uh, rough rider, um, the Wild West stunt shows were happening like in, in 1900, all the way up into the like the 1910s. That's but, true. But yeah. But the, the golden age of the West was exactly what you were saying, 1880. So by the time 1900 had rolled around, they were like, oh, we're doing shows about it, you know? Right, that's a good point, yeah. So, I mean, it's up to it's up to you, and, and uh, I think Mary Lou's idea is awesome, too. Like, um, you can be future cowgirl, you can be uh, golden, like, uh, she really lived it, the real, genuine, like, actual Wild West, or she was, like, a little bit more of a performer and someone who had the background, but then used it as a, one of these traveling shows uh, maybe a little later in the time What do you think, Paula? I actually am really intrigued by this idea of her being more of like a performer. Yeah. Because maybe that could lean into a drive is wanting to, you know how like in Star Trek TNG, Worf is always having to prove that he's the most Klingon Klingon because he didn't actually grow up with other Klingons. And maybe she's trying to prove that she's the most like cowgirl of the cowgirls, whatever, even though she's like just past the time she didn't actually live it, but she wished she did when she was in this performing thing that happened like just past its golden age. Does that I sort love of that make idea. some sense? I love that idea. So why don't we put her in like 1900 then is when she right. got picked up and uh, her profession was stunt. What do you want to call it? Circus performer, stunt cowgirl. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to. Uh, sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. That's yeah, great. Yeah, they say yeah. Sharpshooter performer. Sharpshooter. Novelty yeah. sharpshooter. Novelty <laughs> sharpshooter. <laughs> and then, uh, how old was she when she um, got plucked out of the time stream? Well. She can't be too old because your body starts, as I've learned, uh, being in my 30s, your body starts to fall apart real fast. So uh, she's probably like, ah, let's make her like young and totally impulsive, like 18. Let's say she's I like 18 it. years old. Ooh. I really love that. And then um, now she'll make a bunch of dumb decisions. So that drive thing you were talking about, I'm, I'm looking up the drives here. And um, she uh, there's one says risk taker, thrill seeker. Um, how would you how would you describe it? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like a like a, a risk taker proving. I think she wants to prove that she's like brave and wild, and so she does that by like taking risks, uh, even though it's not very healthy. That's great. I'm putting down risk yeah. taker. So when she takes big risks, she could possibly get a stitch. Um, cool. And so. Um, she needs a name, so think about yeah. that. And then you can start filling in these investigative uh, pool points. Um, there's academic investigative abilities, interpersonal investigative abilities, and technical investigative abilities. And it looks like you've already filled some in here. Uh, 
I those are just there for some reason. Oh, let's get rid of those. I don't know how they ended up there, but we'll get rid of those. Something wasn't cleared from the sheet. So um, you have twenty points to spend uh, in these uh, in these abilities. I think she actually has like almost no outdoor survival because she traveled with a like a circus, right? She actually has like <laughs> none of that. Uh, okay, great. I think, oh gosh, I will. I'll just like throw some things out, uh, yeah. and then again we can see kind of like Joe was saying, Mary Lou. We can we can feel out what you're thinking, and then we can all. But I think as a performer, she probably got some charm. Mm, uh, yeah, absolutely. that's good. She, I don't think she has authority or bureaucracy. I like the idea of falsehood detection, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think about how many times people try to uh, try to pull one over on circus performers, right? Like, yeah. they try to take advantage of them. I mean, the circus as a whole, right? They come to town and they're just like, they try to manipulate them. And, uh, or the opposite. Yeah. Right, or right. the opposite. Yeah, the circus you, you people learn are from the such best. liars. Yeah, yeah you learn mm-hmm. from the best. Carnies. Um, that's right. I think, is there something maybe in, I like that science has an exclamation point, that she's had to learn about her, like, cyborg arm, so there's got yes. to be some training in, would that be, totally. like, science? Absolutely. So something like that. I also love the idea of a paradox prevention. Uh, um... Yeah, mm. they're so they're so. Well, I mean, what so about much. can I pitch? Yeah, can I pitch streetwise? Uh, maybe not for the urban aspect, but you are good at interacting with low status individuals. I mean, I yes. kind of feel I like that's that. essential yeah. to that. Yeah, and there's maybe some form of because she's like, I think she's always trying to make herself seem tougher maybe than she is. So I don't know if that's. Is she actually, does she actually have intimidation or does she just think she does? Or maybe she's more of like, she's got some taunt. So she knows how mm. to like talk shit. Excuse me. Yeah, she, she knows how I to cuss? push I don't buttons. Know. Uh, yeah. But, you know, maybe that's not intimidating, but yeah, push buttons is a good. Ooh. So maybe something in taunt. Ooh, can you, uh, again, Mary Lou, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're cooking up over there, but uh, I'm thinking spying would be awesome too because... Mine would be if really they fun. if they treated you like a little like rug rat that like could go get information didn't look like anyone that was dangerous you know what I mean going into yeah. a a local yeah. saloon and just like listening for information or or pickpocketing or whatever um, yeah I like that as well I'll, I'll put a little I mark in there has, depending on do you have an idea for something like that Mary Lou I I bet she has medical expertise being a sharpshooter like <sighs> you got to know mm-hmm. how to staunch wounds should there be any accidents should something happen like you also yeah. know or where to hit. With like a yeah. like an anatomist. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh yeah, great. Or That's like awesome. traveling, you know, with the circus. You, there's no, you know, you don't have like a hospital. You guys gotta like you take gotta kind of deal with ourselves. Yeah. So I bet I bet medical expertise is in there for sure. I like that idea a lot. Now, should we? So far, Jerry, I don't feel like. And again, Mary Lou hasn't had a chance yet. Joe and I haven't popped anything much. I don't think into these academic abilities. Do we need? Are we? Uh, do we need to be thinking about like something? Yeah, stuff there well, we need, probably. We need to cover all of them. So what I say is like it's not. I put history contemporary because I think, but I could easily see him being t- trained in history ancient as well because like mm-hmm. he would have had education and like a pretty strict education. So mm-hmm. learning about ancient history could have been part of his thing. I just didn't put it out there to start. I think I say we kick it to Mary Lou. 
mm-hmm. and see where this starts shaking out. But then we go back and we start figuring out how to plug in these holes. Yeah. And we can also adjust the characters as we do that. You know That's what I mean? True. To fit totally. what we need. For what's, now, I've just put a little marker to remind myself in military tactics. Maybe I got ooh. some training because, again, being a sharpshooter. And also trivia feels like something that might be right as well. So yeah. I'm just traveling like, circus performer. Heck right? yeah. Yeah, There's a lot, about a lot of different things. Of exactly. Totally. That's great. And I also like the idea of you having a little bit of knowledge on the... Um, like land military tactics end, and I have a little more knowledge on the naval yeah. military tactics end. That would make know? some sense. Cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, okay, totally. Okay, that's a so good uh, pencil in for now. That's a perfect start. And um, as we're as we're talking to Mary Lou, like if you feel your yourself ready to pop in more points into those investigative abilities to get them up to twenty, go ahead and do that. Perfect. Mary Lou, where are we going? Okay. So uh, I had like two ideas that intrigued me. One was the post post electric apocalypse Texas uh, gunslinger, but we got that covered, which I love. <laughs> and this other one um, that I was really intrigued by was a uh, like a a twenties flapper girl, um, uh, sort of like a, a dancing um, spy. So funny you say spy. Oh, yes. Okay. Just kind I, of like, you know, good. she's uh, unobtrusive and, and uh, you never know. But like, yeah, she's actually stealing all of your secrets and selling them on the black market. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I love, love that we're actually kind of all from a, a narrow band of very time, narrow actually. window. We all yeah, maybe like that's 40 what, like, years. Drew we got 1980, 1900, and 19, like 20. We so, kind of all yeah, felt that's like so funny. we had something in common because we were from similar times. And maybe that's also a weakness we have as a team, but also it's sort of our strength. You know what I mean? Maybe. Oh, sure. I love that. Our I strength love that. I think it's just the GM's job to make all the adventures set in that exact area, and then we don't have to worry about those weaknesses. Uh, who knows where you'll go? Uh, right, now, right now, I'm thinking the Paleolithic era. Or, uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think I need to go Neanderthal at this point. Yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need to separate a few thousand years. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, a 1920 spy sounds really, really uh, cool. Um, it sounds yeah. amazing. Let's create her. Uh, is she American? She's American. She's from Brooklyn. Um, uh, that's where she grew up. She was born, um, this name that I like, uh, she was born Emma Jean, but she mm. wanted it to be fancy, so she spells it Emma Jean. Mm. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. You can put that in if you want. Oh, it's in. Uh, okay, Emma Jean. Sure. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she just sort of, uh, she grew up incredibly poor. You know, she was like, you know, came from the gutter kind of thing. A big family. Um, uh, you know, mom and dad couldn't stop having kids. I'm one of the oldest and, uh, you know, I had to sort of take care of myself and my other, and my other siblings. So I got into like, you know, dancing and stuff. Um, and, uh, and somehow I think got into, you know, was into, in a room one day and nobody pays attention to the girl in the corner um, so heard something, you know, heard something and then was able to, uh, parry that, uh, information, uh, to, you know, money and got into the world of like spying or do you think that black. she, um, maybe, you know, at the time there are all these city fathers who are constantly, uh, they're constantly jockeying for votes 
and they have this sort of high society world where they go to the speakeasies. Mm-hmm. Um, you think it, maybe it's something like that, or do you think it's more like international spying? I was thinking just. Um, I was thinking just like sort of low level, but maybe that's where she started, right? I like, like that. Maybe yeah, she started in the speakeasies, and then somebody caught wind of like this little street rat um, who's been making a lot of money and causing a lot of problems and you know maybe she got adopted into uh into some sort of international maybe the cia or something uh into international politics perhaps yeah um it'll be a couple years in the 20s before there is any sort of cia but i i love that uh i love that like um you know, maybe she could be working with the Pinkertons or... Oh, definitely. Working, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. But, yeah, you yeah. know, and the, also the international thing, that does not have to be before you got plucked. Like, right, you could have gotten could plucked after. and then been trained up in, like, like the entire length of the history of time spying. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and not just countries, but spying in the future, spying in the past. That's just, what a cool idea. Yeah, really absolutely. Cool. Just like uh, just like our our um, our sharpshooter has a cybernetic arm. You guys get lots of training once you join Time Watch, and this isn't your first adventure, your characters. So lots has happened to you. So even when you're filling in your investigative abilities, even if you're like at first like I don't know if I would have that. I don't know if I would have ancient history. Well, you can rationalize anything by going, well, Time Watch trained me to know that because I had to be part of this team. So, um, I'm, that is not that is not an attempt by me to get you to take ancient history. It's just saying mm-hmm. you can have any skill you want, is what I'm saying. How well, old is our spy, Imogene? I, well, um, I was thinking younger, like 25, but mm-hmm. maybe a little older now. Nah, 25 feels right. 25 I think feels that feels right. great. What is her drive? Um, so, Thrill Seeker was kind of interesting because I was thinking, you know, there's something about, like, being born really poor and seemingly, like, locked into a certain lifestyle. That's why she gets into, like, the flapper sort of, like, club life because it's glamorous and exciting. Um, but then, so I'm, I'm into that. But then also maybe a little bit like some flavor of ambition because she wants, you know, something greater than where she started. So I, I really know. like what- ambition for her because she sounds like she's definitely climbed through the strata yeah. of society. Right. Um, definitely. And it'll give her something in common with our our, our uh, naval officer who yeah. seems to have a, a little touch of ambition there. Um, I think it's. I think ambition's interesting. Should we use that one? I'm into it. Ambition, perfect. Great. And uh, so now we can fill in her investigative abilities, and uh, you can tell me what you think. You know, a couple of things. I see you're already filling some in here. Yeah, in the interpersonal, I feel like I got a good um, a good handle on her. So I already put some two points, and these might change. I got put two points in charm because I think that's her big thing, right? She's incredibly charming. I put a point in falsehood detection because a good liar knows a good liar. Um, <laughs> I did put a point in high society because I feel like she um, goes to a lot of fancy parties. So she does know how they work. She's uh, familiar with high society folks, though she might not be high society herself. 
Um, I put a two points in streetwise. Um, I like reassurance. What is reassurance? I like I it. I want to put a point in it. I was just gonna think about that. Like you, I would think you would be good at uh, like making people feel like everything's okay, right? If that's what Ooh. that means, yeah. It does. Really yeah. like pull yeah. one over on them. Yeah, yeah I really positive, like that for her. Positive reinforcement, basically. Amazing. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to put any points in authority, bureaucracy, intimidation. I might put a point in taunt, but I might take that out. Um, because I feel like she'd know how to uh, throw a good zinger when she could. Um, but for academics, I know we were worried about academics. So I have this idea that when she was a kid, you know, she didn't want to be home because home is not a great place. Lots of crying babies and screaming parents and and it's just dirty and nasty. So she spent a lot of time in the museum, in the Met. And because mm. uh, it's clean and it's nice and she loves to learn. And so she taught herself to read by reading the plaques at the museum and oh gosh, so I, love it. I um, I'm giving her a point in ancient and contemporary. And you know what? I'm going to give myself a point in future, too, because she's established this like history buff sort of thing. So when she joined Time Watch, she like learned all she could about the future as well. Perfect. Love it. And um, maybe I'll give myself a point in trivia and research for that as well. Great. Uh, great. She's really shaping up. How about technical investigative abilities? You want to look at those a little bit? Forgery feels like a must yes. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. As a spy. Um, uh, oh, spying, obviously. I'm going to give myself at least two <laughs> in spying. Boy. Um, I'm going to do... So what I'm going to do none is I'm not going to do any in outdoor survival or medical expertise. Um... Maybe hacking. I feel like hacking could be important. And then it's a gap parad- right now with the group. Yeah, yeah, I'll put one in hacking. I'm not going to put any in science or outdoor survival or medical expertise. Those are the ones I'm going to ignore. And then I'm going to spend spend my points elsewhere. Let's see how many. <laughs> let's see if I already have twenty. Well, let's find out. Well, no, I think you're doing really well. I think you're close, which is is great. Um, it looks like you have six in uh, technical. You have. Uh, I think I do it. Did twenty exactly just by accident? Oh, did you really? I think um, so. It looks like you have uh, six in interpersonal, and, um, and. No, I have eight. I have eight in interpersonal. Yes, you do. Yes, you sure do. Eight I have and six then, in academic, eight in interpersonal, and then six in technical. Guess what? You you're right. You did twenty just uh, randomly. Wow! Look oh. at that. Nicely it was done. Meant to be. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, That's great. Awesome. Um, so um, I can go ahead and get you started on your general abilities, and we'll just go reverse. We'll we'll start at Mary Lou now and talk about general abilities, and then we will uh, visit our other players uh, briefly as well. So uh, general abilities are the abilities that you roll for in this game. They're how you do stuff, right? You don't just find out information with them. You do things. So athletics, running, jumping, climbing. Uh, burglary, you know, picking a lock, uh, you know, um, disguise, medic, preparedness, which mm. preparedness is an ability that allows you to have an item on you. You just happen to bring it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, reality anchor is how you stave off the effects of basically 
paradox sickness. The more you time travel and the more paradoxes you create, the lower your chronal stability gets. And Reality Anchor allows you to heal your chronal stability the same way that Medic allows you to heal your health. Okay? Um, Scuffling is basically hand-to-hand fighting or fighting with uh, melee weapons. Shooting is fighting with things that you shoot. Um, Laser guns (laughs) in addition to guns that fire traditional ammunition. Tinkering is repairing or changing machines and devices. Unobtrusiveness is your stealthiness, your ability to go unseen. And vehicles covers all vehicles from a chariot to a starship. Um, vehicles. Once you know how to drive one, you know how to drive them all. all. (laughs) Hey, they all have they all have a steering wheel. Uh, Wait, that's not true. Uh, Anyway, uh, so you get fifty points to spend here. Now, that seems like a lot. Uh, but you'll you'll find that they disappear really quickly into into your pools here. If you get eight or more, and eight is really you're starting to get into the upper limit of what a of what a um, general ability would be at eight. You get a booster, meaning not only do you have that ability with a lot of points, but you get a special little bonus attached to it. So, for example. Uh, eight plus in disguise, you get something called "Don't I Know You," where you can actually convince someone that they actually are friends with you or have met you before That's and amazing. have a relationship with you. <laughs> um, tinkering uh, at eight plus, you get something called I think rapid deployment, meaning not only can you quickly change a device, but you can do it so quickly that. Like, you can do it on the same turn, meaning you could boost your weapon's damage output on the same turn that you attack with it, if you have an A-plus in tinkering. So if, if you want a, the little bonus ability, they, these all have little bonus abilities called boosters. If you want the bonus ability, make sure to put eight or more points into the thing. Um, please do not put, like, way over ten in anything. That's the, the, You'll never have an opportunity to use all the points if you do that. Um, and... Uh, Generally, you don't want to put uh, too few points in anything either because you use these a lot. So um, basically, anytime you roll, I'm using the word basically a lot, but there's a lot of basics to cover here. Anytime you roll, you're going to roll to do your uh, burglary skill, for example. You're going to roll a six-sided die, and I'm going to have a difficulty in my head. The difficulty is usually four. So you want to roll a four or above on a six-sided die. Now... Normally, that would just be uh, a half-half, 50-50 chance, right? That you would roll a 4, 5, or 6 on those six-sided die. But what you do is you spend points out of your burglary skill. Say you decide, I'm spending two points out of my burglary skill, and you add that many to the roll. So if you spend two points out of your burglary skill, you roll your six-sided die, you roll a 3, you actually rolled a 5 because you added two points to it. Um, your general abilities refresh a little faster than your investigative abilities. They refresh um, anytime you get a rest. Um, whereas your investigative abilities are gone until the next adventure. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. Keep in mind that two of your investigative abilities are sort of just stats. Your health and your chronal stability. Those start with an automatic six. Okay. But you should boost them up a bit. Like, your health should be, you know, 10 or above if you can if you can put some points into that. Uh, and chrono stability, the more you uh, suffer paradoxes, the more you change facts that you already know are true, 
the more that you create paradoxes in the game, the more your chrono stability goes down, and eventually you fade away like Marty McFly fading from the photo. So make sure that you put some points into that as well. Chrono stability and health both count as general abilities. So looking at our flapper, Imogene Dupree, I love the name. Um, (laughs) What kind of uh, general abilities do you think that she has? Okay. I think she's got definitely disguise and unobtrusiveness. I think unobtrusiveness has because she's a spy. So I got to put at least eight in unobtrusiveness. Um, you know what? Okay. Hold that thought, Mary Lou. We are Hold gonna. It. I always wait for a um, a cliffhanger before I do this, but character creation the cliffhanger is what points will mary lou spend next i don't know we're gonna go we're gonna go to a brief ad break and when we come back we're gonna finish these characters uh, and and put together our time watch team you are watching the game garage here on the glass cannon network what time is it it's time to come back to our game we are playing time watch here in the game garage i'm literally in my garage playing a game with three of my favorite <laughs> is people. that the inspiration for the name is, yeah. it, is it because you moved your whole setup to your garage that's correct exactly that's why it's the game garage and all i have in here are tons and tons of games so that's the Wait, is idea it like behind your the own show. is it your own area is it like this is where I play games? So you, you tell your wife, and the, the, that's the only cave, reason dude. for that room. The man cave. No way. It's it's man car just on the other side of your camera here, like your car just parked right in front of you. I've got a bit. I've got a. I've got a Camaro over here, <laughs> and it's and it's running with the door closed. Totally. It's running. It's got a. It's got a can of Budweiser on the hood. I've got a. I've got up uh, calendars with bikini babes. You can't see yeah. them, but they're all over the place. Really, hot <laughs> bikini babes. This is my man cave, And all your bro. weights that you lift, and all, all those weights that you're always lifting. You sound mm-hmm. sarcastic, Mary Lou, but yeah, my weights are here, too. My weights are here, too. No, that's, that's just how I sound. Here, here I go lifting weights, lifting heavy game books. Um, okay, uh, we we had to interrupt Mary Lou earlier. Mary Lou, you are spending your general uh, ability points, the, the the abilities you use to do stuff instead of finding stuff out in Time Watch. Where are you do putting stuff points? Well, I had points. put I had put eight points into unobtrusiveness, but then my cat um, deleted them. He's currently in the process of laying on my keyboard. Okay, yeah. Um, he pressed a button. Okay, fat boy. This is fat boy. Hi, fat boy. Um, I'm putting eight in unobtrusiveness because I want that. I want that. Don't I know you? Um, or no, no, no. That's in disguise. So that's I'm also disguise, putting but you eight. You could put eight. You could put eight in that as well. Um, oh, I'm going to. Will give you the booster if you put eight in. Called nothing to see here. Um, you can um, take the lead on unobtrusiveness tests. And characters who are unable to pay the one point, uh, basically, other people can you can lead people in stealth tests. Ooh, okay. They, your cool. friends don't have to have a bunch of points in unobtrusiveness. You can kind of go, "Come on, follow me." And yeah, they don't have to eat. They don't have to spend points to do it. Hundo P, that's me. Yeah, I'm definitely taking eight in unobtrusiveness and eight in disguise. Great, awesome. I want to put 
Oh, gosh. Okay, I gotta put some into health and chronal stability just, like, just to be safe. Yes. So I changed these little these little yellow boxes, right? Not pool. Yeah. Okay. That's right. You change the little yellow boxes uh, or the little colored boxes, and the box beside that is where you'll put where where your points currently are at. So mm. if you were to Got like it. spend some disguise points, you'd you know say you spent two disguise points, you'd put a six in that box beside it. That makes sense. Great. Got it. Okay. I'm gonna add four to health. Wait, so my six in health and my six in chronal stability, does that come from my 50? Or is that nope, just... those are free. Great. So I'm going to spend eight points each, four in each, just to make it ten in each, just for now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so that's eight, eight, and eight. That's 24. I'm almost halfway through. Just I'm curious, gonna... Jared, is that, um, is that a recommendation? Like, is there a recommended place where you have your health or chronostability like what is the is six like drastically too low is six is is too low six is too low because you can lose you know you can lose uh, a d6 worth of points from them on one roll so you you know um you might i mean but but you also you also aren't i think you're not allowed to put them at like 20 you know uh you don't want to spend all those points getting them up that high so 10 is good. If you want to go ahead and put, put it up to 12, that might work too, but it's up to you. I mean, it's it's how how um, durable and um, how sure of herself is she? Because chronostability um, is like, I know who I am. I am I am Imogene Dupree. I will not be erased from the timeline. That's what chronostability is. And health is just how hardy she is, how healthy. Okay, I'm going to put two more points in chronal stability then, because um, I don't think her health is super high. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have the fluoride in the water yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, but I think her chronal stability is, like, pretty solid. Um, right. And she's, like, she, I think she took to the time time travel, like, very quickly. It was just, like, tight. Yeah. I got it. I time travel all the time when I study and when I go to the museum, you know, right. um, I got it. Totally. Um, I grew up time traveling in my imagination. It's not that different. Exactly. Yeah. I think she's like power of the mind. She's like, sure. You know? Um, okay. Uh, okay. So that's 26. So I have 24 points left to go. Ooh, that's, that's, that's good stuff. Um, it's a lot of if you want, if you want some time, if you want some time, I can go ahead and check in with our other players and see where yeah. they're at. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna massage this. But I think where I'll tell my other players what I am not gonna do. Okay. I don't think I'm gonna put any points in vehicles, mm-hmm. medic, mm-hmm. or shooting. I got you on shooting. Yeah, I, thought, I think so. Oh, she's got I you thought covered. so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to spend any points there. Anyway, as you were. Very good. Um, let me ask, uh, has anybody else gotten a chance to spend some general ability points? I see Joe O'Brien. It seems like Cow, oh, he has a name now. Uh, he does. It's <gasps> Captain Oswald Pite. Captain Oswald. <laughs> Well, well, what happened was I actually did not have a captain in mind, and you'll see I changed his age up to forty-seven, and then bumped his looks to sixty. Yeah, Um, but (laughs) (laughs) the reason being that he 
um, I, I, I think I wanted to lean in after what you guys were coming up with. I wanted to lean more into points in authority and bureaucracy, um, uh, research and uh, outdoor survival, obviously. And so I, I put more stuff in those. And then I was thinking about uh, intimidation, high society, those things. And, and I just was like, you know what? Why don't I just make him like a, a, a captain? Why not? I can make up whatever I want. I should be in charge. Yeah. So uh, he's the captain. I made him the captain of the ship. Originally, I had him as like a petty officer or something like that. But um, captain's good. So then, uh, yeah, I, I just started... Spending on these general abilities, but you're right, they go away so fast. 50 sounds like a lot. I've spent 47, and I have none in health and chronal stability yet. And I'm like, uh, what am I going to take away? So I'll, I'll tell you guys uh, what I focused on for him was preparedness and reality anchor. Um, mm. I just felt like those were a testimonial to sort of a captain and an older kind of person. So I knocked down athletics a few points. The, the book has Explorer Athletics at 8. Which makes a lot of sense, but I feel like he's aging, so I, I knocked that down a few. I did none in burglary in disguise. That is going to be the purview of uh, uh, Imogene Dupree. Exactly. Medic, I put one point in because I figure he has to know some sort of field uh, medicine. But right now, uh, Paula, I'm kind of putting that all on you. I, I don't know if that's what you want to do. And if you don't, I've I can put more points in medic. I've currently got six in medic at oh, the moment oh, based on what I'm... F- throwing around so I think that that uh, that makes some sense I mean I also want him to be able to scuffle and shoot so I don't know maybe I'll drop a few points and shoot um, yeah. do you have high scuffling there you must uh, Mary Lou you, you have high scuffling right Um, I can yeah I had put five for scuffling okay, okay. I think um, she likes knives <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just got it. a feeling she likes knives. <laughs> she likes knives. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm still working on massaging these. I'm having a hard... It's painful for me to pull points out of these abilities to put them in health and chronal stability. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm stressed But you, But you have to. You must. I know. Um, I know. So uh, uh, you, 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 want, you want to boost her in like one or two things. Preparedness will give you... Preparedness at eight will give you uh, a really cool booster, a really, really useful one called Flashback. Let me Ooh. read that to you. Um, so if your preparedness rating is eight or higher, you can narrate a flashback where your group prepared a secret plan in the past, even if no one had been aware of it until now. Okay. That is cool. <laughs> cool. Um, and uh, then uh, it looks like you have an eight in Reality Anchor. And that gives you a really cool ability. It's called Grounded. Time traveling gets easier if your reality anchor rating is eight or more. You automatically succeed at your first four standard travel tests. So every single time you time travel in this game, I'm going to make you roll a travel test. And each time you roll, you might lose some of your chronal stability. So... Yes, problems can be solved by just time traveling willy nilly and going back to the earlier thing and doing the earlier thing that you didn't think to do, but there's a cost for doing that. You start to fade away, you start to feel less real. Now, our friend Captain Pate can ignore the first four of those tests that we do in a game. That's cool because to me it makes That's a lot of awesome. sense. I mean, he's a seasoned explorer, right? Like yeah. like yeah. going to these places does not throw him off. Um Okay, so so I think that I'm kind of maybe squared away here. Yeah. I got my health to 10. Uh, I wanted him to have more chronal stability than health. That's all I knew. So I did 
Health to 10, chronal stability to 12. And so I knocked down athletics, which makes sense. He's old. God damn it! I wanted to be young and sprightly. Uh, but you have to make these trade-offs if you want to be prepared and a good reality anchor, right? You just can't like be... in real life. Right, just like in real life. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as Maybe we were saying before. that's the lesson we're learning in this game. I, in, in, in real life, I put all of my points into trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero <laughs> athletics. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot um, of us so can yeah, say similar. I, I took it out of shooting too, so I'm really gonna once again we're gonna be relying on Paula to shoot stuff. Um, shoot stuff. I, I put a few points in. The game is intimidating though in the way it lays it out. It basically says only put a zero in a skill if you are prepared to never be successful at that skill, like to have no chance. Yeah, that's stressful what? for me for like. Uh, tinkering, for example, like I feel like there might be something you need to do, and like you cannot do it. So we, I, I, I got just have some to... tinkering. I decided to oh, go do? to go eight on tinkering because oh, I feel like, fantastic. and I've put a, okay. I've put some points into it as well right now because I right, feel great, like I might great. need to be able to like fix my arm on the fly or something. That's oh, not like totally. my focus, you know? Oh, yeah. totally. Great. All right, then I'll put that at zero. So I have zero in burglary, disguise, and tinkering. Uh, yeah, okay. I just don't feel like he's a real like sly player in terms of like slipping in unseen. I mean, uh, you know, he's a he's a grizzled dude. I, I don't think there's really any way around um, him being him. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. And I and I did move some points around. I put in uh, investigative. I put a point in anthropology and architecture because I was mm-hmm. reading about the explorer thing, and they were like, it makes sense. You would have this, and I, mm-hmm. I get why. And then I just put my max points in outdoor survival. Notice authority, bureaucracy, and research. Because I figure you got to do a lot of research if you're a captain. So, yeah, I um, picture him like in like you were talking about with the terror. I picture him like in a uh, in the captain's cabin in the hold of the ship. You know, with like a smoke filled room that's filled with books. Right, just like filled with books of like you know everything from maps and and naval sort of charts to like ancient history and. Shakespeare and shit like it's 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 an interesting uh, idea that he could be knowledgeable in uh, society and anthropology and stuff. Oh, Time Watch would love to recruit this guy. Um, <laughs> he's 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 the kind of guy that they bring on board. I I love it. Um, I'm gonna look over at Paula here. Paula, it looks like you've kind of uh, placed your general I got ability some thoughts. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know if. I've dumped for in terms of my uh, investigative abilities. There are a few things that I put three points in. Is that like two? Should I be more spread out, more well rounded, or is that okay? Jared? That's completely okay. That's completely okay. If you were getting up to four or five, I'd be like you're kind of wasting your points because yeah. I don't think that many opportunities will come up. Um, but I mean, you could charm someone or spend you know figure out ways to pay spend three points of charm. So I think you're okay. Cool. So I ended up going, I'm, I'm heavy on the charm, a little falsehood detection, fairly streetwise, fairly taunt, heavy on the medical expertise. I gave myself one point in notice just because I feel like she would. She'd be like, not like all the time, but when really necessary, she could be like, oh, yeah, I know how to like kind of case a joint. Uh, one in paradox prevention, just because that sounds fun. Of course, really heavy in science. And then for academics, we've got the one in trivia, one in timecraft that we came with, one in military tactics. And then I thought it would be fun to put one in architecture. 
Because if I travel to a lot of places, maybe it's just a thing I notice. Different cities yeah. have different buildings, and it's just more of like a like a hobby. I like to, I'm enthusiastic about architecture, but maybe I don't know a ton academic, you know, like a ton about it. Okay, um, great, yeah. So that's my thoughts with that. And then, because I'm young, I thought my health, I just bu- bumped it up to 10, and then my uh-huh. coronal stability as well, I think... I'm 18, and I really want people to notice me. I want to take risks. I want to prove myself, which says to me I'm not super, like, set in who I am. I'm only mm-hmm. 18. I don't even know what I'm going to major in college yet, you know? Why do I have to decide this now? <laughs> Love it. So I decided to keep my kernel stability at 10. So that's maybe a little bit risky, but I like the idea of, like, sense. her being a little more at risk because she is younger. Um, and then I put an eight in athletics because I ride horses. I do yeah. trick shots. I was a performer Definitely. that way. I think you've got to yes. be. Yes. Let me like, tell you what that did for you. You got a booster called hard to hit. Most ooh. people, the difficulty to hit them is three. If enemies are firing at you, attacking you, mm-hmm. but because you have an eight in athletics, it's a difficulty four to hit you. That is your hit threshold has gone up. Oh, oh, that's huge. Oh, the survivability yeah, 20%, there. 20% increase. Awesome. Uh, and then just a little bit in burglary and disguise. Uh, be Having a little bit of possible, like, street rat background. Uh, and then the disguise, because, you know, I know how to wear a costume, but I'm not, like, I'm not a spy. I'll never be, you know, like, uh, Imogene. Imogene uh, level. I mean, that's yeah. a hard level that's, to attain. Yeah. Like, She's a... She's a galactic tier spy. Yeah. I can sometimes dress up like someone else. Sometimes. Um, I put six in medic. Um, yeah. Thank four you. in preparedness. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> four in reality anchor. Four in scuffling. So I'm just like kind of mid range. Like I can, but I'm not like super amazing, but I've got some skill in those things. Eight in shooting, of course, because I'm a sharpshooter. And that gives you a booster called Double Tap. Double Tap means, whereas most people can only take one shot per round, uh, Dakota is her name, I see now. Little yeah. Dakota. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, she. Look, okay, they made me go by the name Little Dakota in the show. And so it is part of who I am, but I'd really prefer if no one used it. Uh, okay. Because it's kind of, you know, but they made me because I was small and they thought it was cute. Little Dakota. But my name's Dakota Blaze, which is that the name I was born with? No, but it is the name I go by. Uh, and and really? she will be. You weren't born Dakota Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> she will be blazing away with her six shooters because, uh, or her, or her, um, pacifist disruptor ray because she has double tap she can take two shots per round the second shot is at plus two difficulty amazing cool nice uh and then i put a little in tinkering so that i could try and fix my robot arm and then i have nothing in unobtrusiveness because i would like to be noticed (laughs) that makes sense and as we know our good friend imogene can cover you on that anyway Sometimes Imogene can go, hush your mouth. Hush up. (laughs) And be sneaky. I'm like, I just want attention. Uh, And then I don't know how to drive unless it's a horse. So so, um, that covers uh, both Joe and Paula. 
both uh, Captain Pate and uh, Dakota Blaze are ready to adventure, and it seems like Imogene Dupree is where she needs to be as well. Is she ready to go? I am ready to go, but I had a question. I am debating between... So right now I have an 8 in Tinkering and a 5 in Burglary, but I feel like I could switch them. An Mm. 8 in Burglary and a 5 in Tinkering. I don't know what would be more useful to our group. Burglary. Burglary? Right. Okay. Um, Yeah, we don't have that. I think I'm going to... I mean, you're right that we don't have an eight in tinkering either, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's what, yeah, whatever you want. I, I can't decide. Well, a spy, a spy, I think would be better at burglary than tinkering. I agree. Um, so I think I am going to switch them. That just makes more character sense. I but I am mathematically, sense. mathematically up to date. I have one point. Does one point really do anything? I have a couple. I have a couple that I have one point in. I have one point in preparedness and what? Actually, you know what? I'm taking a point out of preparedness. She's a spy. She's never, she's like, she's on the fly. She's an improviser. Uh, preparing <laughs> is a waste of time. Um, so. Let me tell you what your aid in burglary does for you. You have a Ooh. booster called Fast Hands. Once per round, when in a close quarters fight, you can pick one antagonist's pocket without taking an action to do so. Yes. That's wow. amazing. Uh, difficulty for a burglary test, uh, and uh, you can grab something off of enemies uh, on the fly. That's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah, it's done. Um, I took my point out of preparedness. You know and what? Put it in vehicles. So I've got two points in vehicles. Because they just invented cars. I don't know. Sure, I've driven a yeah. car before. I don't have a license. <laughs> it's the same as flying a starship, I swear. It's, sure. I feel like maybe I should put then, maybe I'll take two out of my reality anchor and put them in tinkering. So I'll go from a four and a four to a two and a six. So I have a little bit more tinkering. And if I feel like, oh, my chronal stability is lower, my reality anchor, maybe it makes sense for that to be a little bit lower as well from a character standpoint. Mm -hmm. So maybe that'll boost us up a little on the tinkering as well. Just we've got a little bit more of that. Which makes awesome. some sense for me. That I sounds think. good. Love okay. it. Cool. So I, I'm gonna, uh, I also I also wanted to say that I'm gonna I'm making a, an adjustment here as I think about this character of the, on the drive. Um, mm-hmm. We had previously put curiosity, uh-huh. um, and I just don't like it as far, as far as like how I see it playing out in scene to scene. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how is curiosity going to drive Captain. you at a, in a tough decision point? And so um, the idea that I came up with as I turn him into captain and again inspired by what you said earlier Jared is like what if he made a decision that resulted in the death of his entire crew you really should watch Doctor Who if this is your character (laughs) you are basically you turned yourself into into Peter Capaldi's doctor (laughs) this is that's so interesting yeah so I'm looking at this one uh, drive in the book atonement um and it's like you did something awful. Now I'm not saying he did something that awful, but it was a decision, right? That he regrets gratefully. And so, to me, his drive, his atonement, is that he he seeks uh, intensely to protect the people in Time Watch that he works with. Uh, and in the background, he's trying to work toward a way to bring everyone on that ship back. Oh, like, what without if? Time Watch knowing about it. 
because like the that is a, goes down a with big no no. Captain goes down going with this down shit because of you the choice you made, down. and time watch zapped you out, so you yes. couldn't go down. But everybody else got it. Get back to my ship. Get me back to my ship. And they they said, "No, we need you too much." God damn it. Um, that is uh, both sad and uh, thrilling. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that's a great. You great... sound sarcastic, but okay. No, I'm sorry. That's just my voice. You, <laughs> you have picked a perfect drive. I love that, and um, we are almost ready to go on our first adventure, our first case with Time Watch. Smokes. But before we start, I just want to let you know what you get standard as a Time Watch agent and uh, allow you the opportunity to add one or two things to your inventory of items, okay? So first, let's talk about your time machine. It's called an Autocron. Basically, it looks like a, a rod uh, with, like, buttons and, like, little, you know, uh, circuitry on it, and it stretches out to become longer, and then you hold it like handlebars, and you put in the date and the spatial coordinates, and then a uh, a bubble of uh, energy How surrounds cool. you, and you travel to the other uh, time period that That's you awesome. have chosen. So it's a Love personal it. portable time machine. Each of you have an autocron on you. So when I talk about an autocron, that's what we're talking about. Each of you is wearing an impersonator mesh. What is an impersonator mesh? Well, it lets different types of people visit places where they wouldn't have been uh, very commonly seen. Basically, you can go back to ancient Egypt and no one's going to be like, who are those white people? Um, <laughs> you, you have an impersonator mesh. It's this like very um, fine sort of uh, almost fabric-like mesh that goes over your time watch uh, uniform and over your skin. And it gives you plus three unobtrusiveness until you draw notice to yourself. Once you start talking to people, once you start getting into conversations, attacking people, interacting with people, that goes away. You no longer have that plus three unobtrusiveness. You have a med kit. That's how anybody can help heal. And it's um, it's got futuristic medical technology in it so you're not just you know putting on band-aids and sutures you're actually using devices that will heal wounds uh by uh you know uh firing up the cells and causing them to reproduce at a rapid rate and such uh such things so that's your med kit you have this is really fun you have mem tags so it's important that people don't realize that time travel occurred because that will change the timeline so anytime you have witnesses that you kind of need to, um, you need them to forget, you wait until they are unconscious. You must make them unconscious first. That's important. And then you slap a mem tag on them. If you slap a mem tag on them, it sends a signal to the Citadel, the Time Watch headquarters. So the technicians will clock in, pick up those people, take them back for memory reconstruction, and then deposit them back where you left them at exactly the same time. Um, okay. They so must they get abducted. Be, they get abducted. They, <laughs> and probed. They, uh, they, <laughs> so there, is, there is some memory probing, some light or hard memory pro probing involved. <laughs> Got it. You must make sure the person is unconscious first. Otherwise, it can make them go completely insane, which is bad for the timeline. Okay. Great. Speaking of unconsciousness, the sidearm that every Time Watch agent is gifted uh, by the organization is called a pacifist disruptor. It is a stun gun. 
Um, you can fire it, and someone has to make a test with their health in order to not go unconscious. Um, and so you each have one of those. It looks kind of like a ray gun, but it doesn't fire a visible ray. It just kind of goes like, boom, and then ugh, like the person goes unconscious. Um, you have a tether. The tether is your holographic computer that contains all the information about the real timeline, the true timeline, so that you can cross-reference with what's going on around you to see what is historically factual and what is not. Um, it also allows you to do all kinds of advanced computations, track time signatures back to their coordinates, all that timey-wimey stuff would be done through the computer that is your tether. And it's a, it's almost like an Apple watch. It's like, cool. it's on your wrist. It's, it's very small, but it, it creates a holographic display. Mm-hmm. You have a time watch uniform, which is a really cool blue and gray jumpsuit that is chronomorphic. What does chronomorphic means? It means that it kind of, it, it kind of fits the time period you're in. So if you go back to Dakota's time period, it'll look like old West clothes. It might keep cool. the same the color best scheme. clothes of all, I would say. It also gives you an <laughs> automatic armor of one. So anytime you, I tell you you take damage and you're wearing your Time Watch uniform, go ahead and subtract one from that damage because you have an armor of one with your Time Watch uh, uniform on. And finally, you have a translator, which is an instant, two-way, unnoticeable translator anything anybody says to you in any language you instantly understand because otherwise the game would mostly be about the politics of negotiating other languages it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say everyone sounds british yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, there was a bug when they were when they were making it there's like and they can't figure out how to delete everybody sounds british it's crazy yeah <laughs> So I'm um, just going to review the rules one more time because they are so simple. And, you know, we'll get into any more complicated versions of the rules as we, uh, you know, more complicated cases as we play. But generally, investigative abilities. Tell me you're using it. You automatically get a clue. Spend a point from it. You can get some bonus in the world. And you can help define that. You don't have to wait for me to tell you what happens when you spend the point. You could say, well, I'm spending this point and I think this should happen. And we'll hmm. negotiate that. General abilities, you roll a six-sided die before you roll the die. Before you roll the die, ladies and gentlemen, tell me how many points you're spending out of that investigative ability, and that's how much you add to the roll. The difficulty is usually four, which means you could say I'm spending three points in a general ability, and you're almost guaranteed a success. That's how you can kind of guarantee successes. If you roll a one plus three, that's a four. You're generally going to succeed. Okay. Do you have to spend a point? Can I be like, I'm going to roll for my burglary, but I'm not going to buff it with anything? That's correct. You you okay. can just do a, a plain old six-sided die roll. And I will also add that if you have a zero in something, you are incompetent at it. You do not. You, <laughs> you definitely have no skill in it whatsoever. So you can't really try things you have a zero in because you will fail miserably at it but anything you have a point in you're the you're awesome at it you're an expert at it okay uh that said are we ready to travel back in time let's roll or forward maybe we're gonna travel forward in time where are we gonna go oh exciting where are we gonna go (laughs) (laughs) where are we gonna go you guys oh my god i don't know go anywhere (laughs) 
anytime. Oh, Anywhere, this is anytime, so anyone. Exciting and nerve wracking, intimidating. Yeah. Um, you. I just hope we know the language wherever we go. That's what I'm most <laughs> nervous about. Where in time and space will we be today? Hopefully, we know the language or remembered to bring our translator. I will first ask you all. Um, you have just. I'm going to start in media res. It's like the the James Bond opening. You know what I mean? We're going to yeah. jump into the action and then we'll figure out how we got there. Agreed. Great. Agreed. Okay. Great. You are uh, clocking in to a time period. In this case, you are clocking in to October 27th, 1962. Your autocrons are zapping you through the time stream. Paula, what does it feel like when you time travel? What does it feel like? Uh, It's like vertigo. When you when you like stand up and everything kind of like spins, that's what it feels like until you like arrive and when you arrive you know when you've been jumping on a trampoline for a while and then you get off and jump on the ground and it feels like really strange that there's no give that's what like the landing in the time feels like excellent uh that's exactly what it feels like in fact if uh if if you fail your time travel test it makes you a little sick it makes you a little nauseous right yeah because it has that sort of vertigo feeling uh and that's a good cue for us all to make travel tests okay so i want you to make a travel test um if you want you can spend chronal stability but remember this is a test to make sure you don't lose chronal stability right so um uh this is a um difficulty uh for i'm gonna go ahead and tell you the difficulty in this case because you're gonna make this test a lot uh and if you if you miss the test uh you lose two of your chronal stability so everybody Why did I give whoa. myself so little chronal stability yeah I have you've, all, you've all time traveled here you're feeling that vertigo <laughs> as you clock into this location and, and how immediately did you Dakota passes out <laughs> it's like oh come on Dakota get it together how did it go bad Ooh. what'd you roll a, a one, one. Oh, start with a one First right, roll of the game, forget this die, this beautiful die. I land and I immediately vomit on the ground. Great, Ooh. and you lose, you lose two from your chronal stability pool. What about you, Imogene oh, Dupree? How did you do? Um, so I didn't pass either, but just barely. I rolled a three. Okay, very good. Um, you, uh, you also take two uh, away from your chronal stability. And finally, Ooh. Captain Pate, how did you do? Uh... I don't believe Captain Pate has to roll. Isn't that right? Ah, that's correct. Captain well, Pate has the grounded booster. Uh, that is a really, really good point. So that's a one of four tests that Captain one Pate does four. not have to roll. And uh, I, I will ask I will ask Mary Lou, I will ask you, what does it look like? So uh, our friend Paula told us what it feels like. What does it look like when you time travel? Well, what it looks like is um, it's like as if you're inside a bottle of champagne, sort of, that's in the process of being popped, right? So you're in the bottle of champagne, you are the champagne, and then the bottles pop. Somebody, you know, some fancy guy scimitarred it. Um, and then oh, a saber. <laughs> I forget. Um, and then, yeah, it's like you're, you're like, like washing through like a big, um, you're a big um, bubbles of champagne. That's absolutely true. And I'll yeah. add this. The bubbles that go by sometimes have reflections of different years that you're passing by. Oh, so you amazing. can see. 
you can see cars dinosaur. and yes yeah oh. you see a dinosaur and a bubble with a dinosaur on it fly by a bubble oh. with like roman legionnaires uh travel by uh, oh. but you have just clocked into the year uh 1962 uh, specifically october 27th 1962 and the three of you find yourself um uh both dakota and uh, our friend imogene slightly nauseous you find yourself in a small dark enclosed space all around you you feel um like shelves with uh things on them uh the shelves are made of metal and the first uh impression you get in this dark enclosed space is boom the entire tiny room that you're in shakes it's like something hit something outside and the whole room is shaking with uh, like this incredible vibration that cold war just get hot the Cold War <laughs> just got very hot. Thank you, uh, Dakota. Yes, because you now remember that you are here to stop nuclear annihilation. <gasps> In real history, the Cuban Missile Crisis ended with Russia standing down. Uh, in particular, there was one incident with a submarine Amazing. off the coast of Cuba that had a nuclear armament and was being hit by depth charges by the United States Navy. The commanding officers of this submarine argued whether or not to fire the nuclear weapon and ultimately decided not to in real history but time watch and your superiors have just detected that they had they did fire in an altered timeline they did fire the nuclear weapon setting off a thermonuclear war you are now aboard the b-59 submarine five minutes before they fire that nuclear weapon your mission is to stop it from firing. Go! Oh my yes! gosh! Yes! This, this is, is such amazing. a side note. This is not part of the game, but I have a podcast and we did an episode about that incident. And look, I'm no. not here to promote my other stuff, but that it's very it's it's fast it's an amazing story. Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's fascinating. Infuse your character with all of that knowledge. Yes. <laughs> and then let's begin talking to people. Oh wait! So we oh, so we are on a Russian submarine. You are on the B fifty nine Russian Soviet submarine, submarine. A Soviet submarine off the coast of Cuba, uh, off the coast of Florida, and uh, it is about to fire a nuclear weapon at the United States of America. It sh- never should have happened. True history says it doesn't happen, but someone has altered history and caused it to fire. You've clocked in five minutes before this happens. You are in some sort of supply closet. Dakota is vomiting. What I do you do? I vomited into a corner. I'm, oh, y'all, I'm real sorry about about that. I guess we just leave it. Just leave it. There's a mop right in the corner. Somebody will take care of it. Also, we'll be vaporized pretty, pretty soon. If uh, So it probably won't matter. That, well, that's a good point. Another death charge <sighs> hits the sub, knocking you guys almost off your feet. Vomit captain, I feel the like floor we should find the captain. Yes. Yeah, I guess we should. You, well, yeah, uh, Captain, you know how all this stuff works on like boats and stuff. What? Who? Who? Yes. Should, we we got to go talk to somebody. Yes, we're in the hold here below storage. It seems the forward deck probably be this way. And uh, he's going to try to open a door and look into a hallway. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Absolutely. So you are in some sort of supply closet. You open it up, you see another supply closet across from you, and then you can hear uh, footsteps clanging on the metal and hear uh, uh, voices uh, to your right and left, um, uh, naval officers and uh, sailors moving about. Uh, One thing you should know as you open this hallway door is that it stinks in here. There's been a lot of sweating and human uh, perspiration. And, Smells um, like home. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it probably does. And it also, you, it, there's something about um, the air in here. It feels like they're low on oxygen. So all athletics tests are at plus two right now because <sighs> the oxygen is down inside of this sub. And uh, there's some sort of an emergency. There's red lights going off. Some sort of emergency is happening, obviously. Well, smells like horses after a show in here. <laughs> <sighs> Let's let's move quickly. Uh, any sailors you see, don't speak to them. Just push past. They won't be focusing on us anyway, because we're just going to look like other sailors on the ship, right? I mean, isn't as long that, as like, you don't interact with people, your right. impersonator mesh will make you unobtrusive. Right. So um, I, he feels like there's enough chaos happening that we could just walk right by people, pretty much go wherever we want, and just like try to find. He wants to try to get his bearings within a few rooms, like a, a few feet or whatever. To see if he's moving aft or fore, and I think he'd be able to tell, uh, maybe based on uh, I don't know military tactics, like hey. how these ships are laid out. Excellent, excellent. So uh, you've already figured out how investigative abilities work. You just say that you have it, and I give you some information. Your military tactics tells you exactly where everything would be on this ship. Your tether. Your personal computer helps a little bit as well. You know, being from the 1840s, you need a little bit of assistance. But you know that up uh, and to your left is the bridge uh, where you'll find the commanding officers of this submarine. You know that uh, all the way to the front of the sub to the right is the weapons room where the nuclear weapon is likely being prepped. Behind you, uh, you know that it's probably barracks, uh, not barracks, but the place where the men bunk down, uh, and um, you know that right across from you is another supply closet. Uh, All right, so he'll turn, he'll say, bridges this way, and give sort of the idea of where everything's laid out, and then he's going to say, if that weapon was fired, it must have been fired on an order from the captain, Captain NXO for that matter, but someone else had to pull the trigger. Right. So, do we stop the order from being given, or do we stop the order from being carried out? Well, um, I mean, part of me wants to go, I don't like that. Part of me wants to go straight to the top, to the captain, right? But, uh, if we want to get real, like, maybe we should get to the finger that's on the button, you know what I mean? Well, I just think that it might be difficult to convince the the weapons person to, to essentially not follow an order. I mean, the Russian military is pretty strict, I would think. And That's so right, Dakota. I, I kind of think well done. The captain might be might might be our first go, and if that doesn't work, then maybe we try and keep the the weapons person from firing. I, I, I don't know what you think. Sounds good. All follow right. me, and he just goes. I'm happy with that. Okay. As soon as oh. she says it, he's like, "That is the correct answer." It's going to be much harder. It's as hard as this is all going to be. Much harder to stop a seaman from firing after being given the order than to stop the order from happening. So uh, let's let's go that way, toward the bridge. Okay, very is there, good. Is there yes. possibly any... This might be a stretch. You, you will tell me. Any trivia 
I might know about these historical figures that could, you know, the captain say, that could help me in knowing the right way to, like, emotionally manipulate him to not give the order or, or a hint like that. Is oh, that- that's very interesting. I really like that idea. I would say if you want to know about um, the the people who are actually in command, that would probably be history. History um, contemporary, want- which I have. Well, I ain't got none of that, so... Yeah, if you want to <laughs> manipulate them, if you want to manipulate them, then you'll probably use an interpersonal ability. Trivia sort of covers, it's sort of like knowledge of grab baggy kind of stuff. Got okay. it. Thank you. Um, so but as we're moving, can I use that? Can I use that history, con- history contemporary uh, to, even though I'm from before this time, being part of Time Watch means I would have studied up through what's considered contemporary history. So right. I should know. Uh, he listened to Paula's podcast. That's what happened. Yes. In yeah. Time Watch. He's listened to the yeah. podcast. He knows the names of the senior officers of uh, of the ship. Who are they? Okay. And what are good. their weaknesses? Yes. So um, he knows that the captain is Captain Valentin Savitsky. Savitsky. Valentin Savitsky. Um, he knows that the other commanding officers are political officer Ivan Maslenikov and the flotilla commander Vasily Arkhipov. So that's Captain Valentin Savitsky, political officer Ivan Maslenikov, and flotilla commander Vasily Arkhipov. And here's your real clue. History says that Vasily Arkhipov talked the captain out of firing the nuclear Amazing. weapon. And who is he again? What is that flotilla officer? What is that rank? Flotilla commander. Flotilla commander. Flotilla. Flotilla. <laughs> you say flotilla, I say flotilla. <laughs> right. Flotilla commander. Flotilla. Vasily flotilla. Arkhipov. Vasily. Um, okay, so forgive my Russian, he, my Russian pronunciation, uh, listeners. Okay, yes, go ahead, Joe. I was just going to say he shares this with both of his teammates as they're moving through these these hallways, um, okay. and and he's actually looking. Uh, his instinct is to look toward Imogene. And to be like, um, to say, let's say, um, in the real timeline, he was convinced not to fire. The silly convinced him. You may have to convince him otherwise, because I feel well, like her abilities are really going to shine here. So let's let's see. If he was um, convinced before, he could be convinced again. You know what I mean? Agreed. Um, uh, we'll keep moving forward. Okay, great. So. Um, you come to the bridge uh, and you can enter. Your unobtrusiveness mesh should keep you sort of out of, you know, everybody's vision for a moment. Or you might want to try an unobtrusiveness test to ensure that, like to really kind of hide from them when you come in here. Or you might want to come in just, hey, here we are and start talking right away. You let me know what your uh, what your strategy is. <sighs> I feel like I know we should what. stay unobtrusive because I have a I I think I don't know I have a gut instinct that this political officer Ivan is going to be the rat in the kitchen dirtbag known yeah. dirtbag yes politicians don't really you know like to consider the actual like human effects of their actions and I feel like I don't know that's just that's the guy I want to look out for so I want to stay unobtrusive until I've clocked where Ivan is and like who the captain is and whether Vasily is in the room. Very good. Um, so um, 
we can. Do you want to just uh, depend on your impersonator mesh, or do you want to test right now to really sneak in and make sure that you're absolutely unseen? I, I can spend a point and test. Okay, great. Um, and uh, your your booster for your unobtrusiveness will allow you to help if your friends want to also sneak in. Uh, would you like to help them sneak in as well? Uh, yeah. Do I only get this once? Is this the only time I get it? The booster? No. That yeah. Every time you want to use it, you have it. It is not yeah. a uh, expended uh, item. Then absolutely. Yeah, I want my team to, to be behind me. Yeah. Okay, okay. great. So, I'll uh, listen if you tell me to do that, but otherwise I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go on in there. But, uh, uh, love the love the energy and enthusiasm, uh, but let's, uh, let's just be a little sneaky just for like a minute or two. All right, but we just don't have much time. Okay, I'm, I'll You're listen. Right. And I'll You're so right. You're so I'll right. I'll get back and behind we'll... Imogen and try and, like, mimic what she's doing that looks sneaky. Okay, um, so your difficulty uh, is going to go up, but not by very much because your friends are kind of because uh, you have that 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 booster that um, nothing to see here booster, and Imogen can roll for all of you. So, um, Imogen, oh, amazing. Would you like to roll your unobtrusiveness? I do want to roll my unobtrusiveness. And you're you're spending one point, is that correct? Spending one point, and we already have plus three, right? Um. No, no. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. Mesh. It says until drawing. Uh, it says until drawing notice. Yeah, so that's probably an automatic success. But go ahead and roll, and let's see how it goes. Well, I rolled a two, so yeah. so you uh, rolled a six altogether. Because I'm going to give you that plus three uh, until you draw notice. So you sneak excellent. in, and you are absolutely hidden. No one has noticed you enter the bridge. I assume that you're like back behind, like a, a console or something kind of like sneaking your head over uh, and you see um, that there are a lot of uh, sailors here and they are uh, looking at uh, radar and some are like speaking orders into a microphone and then uh, not far from you I mean uh, a couple yards from you you see three men in officers uniforms and they are uh, talking uh, animatedly one it looks very tired he looks very haggard and you can see that this is probably the captain Valentin Savitsky um, and he's like uh, in a few moments, we will blast them. We will die, but we will not let them shame our country. And uh, the political officer, Maslenikov, says, We're in agreement, Captain. This must happen for the glory of Mother Russia. And then Vasily Arkhipov says, Yes, we are all of one mind. You must fire the weapon. It is the Wait. only way. Okay, so, oh. just kidding. Now we know who the real rat is. This isn't the real Vasily. It can't be. Right. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. you, you think they could have replaced him with somebody? I think Maybe. that an evil time traveler is impersonating Vasily. Well, does that mean maybe he can't be convinced to anything? We just need to get... Oh, gosh, I don't know what to do then. Boom! Another death charge hits the... Uh, He's gonna... Yeah, uh, I, <clears throat> I forgot my own name. Uh, Captain Pate is going to lean in uh, close to you two, and uh, he'll say, There's no debate to be had here. We've always decided. If we tried to stand against three officers, all of one mind. It'll never work. We need to find out what happened to Vasily. We need to find out how his mind was turned. Perhaps we go back a little further, find out where or who got to him and when. 
Is that like a viable option? Is that like a... It's absolutely a viable option. You'll have to make travel tests. Well, you won't. Um, but you could go back a little earlier. I will say uh, this. I'll tell you this for free. Um, because at least one of you probably has uh, paradox prevention. You all have it. Yeah. Um, you know that uh, this is this crew is not gigantic. You know, you're not just out in a city somewhere. You're on a crew of a submarine. So you're not sure how long your impersonator mesh will work well for you mm. if you are trying to mingle among the crew. Right. Mm. That will be by, by talking to them. You will draw attention to yourself. Uh, but in the middle of this emergency, no one notices you. Okay. What does that mean? Um, does that mean we shouldn't go back because we can't really interact well? Or does it, it mean... It means we should it use this to if you go back two months and get on this ship, it'll be really difficult to maintain your cover. Mm. Understood. I wonder um, if we have enough time to just forget these guys, go straight to the, uh, you know, the reactor where the missile's being prepared and see if we can scuttle that plan. Mm. Yeah, we could at least buy ourselves some time, right? Maybe I was wrong before. We should go right to the person before he even gets the order, and maybe we incapacitate him. I'm ready to give the final order. The captain starts <gasps> walking over to the microphone. You need to decide now what you're going Ooh. to do. Can we hack the microphones? Yeah, can we so cut the work? communications? Can we cut a wire? Like he wouldn't. I think he would know how that works. Like is um, uh, Captain Pate? Do you think there's a way to to like? cut off the communications? I mean, basically the question have, is, yeah, is there no chance of getting back there in time at this point? Um, He's about so, to give the order. Hacking is an investigative ability, but uh, maybe you have the general ability that will allow you to break oh. into the communications systems here? Tinkering? tinkering. Uh, could you just oh. cut it off? Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you want to try that? Yeah, I think yeah. we should definitely uh, just try and cut off communication so at least they can't make the order. Uh, yeah. Very good. Um, you may roll your tinkering um, and uh, let me know if you're spending any points from it. Do you want to tinker, Mary Lou, or you want me to tinker? I'll tinker. I think I have a little more than you. I, I have five in tinkering. I, I don't. I ended up putting six in mine. Oh, so we're close. Okay. We're both. We're, we're, we're fairly even on it. And to be honest, I think you had the idea first. So yeah. I say you go for it. Uh, but I also have real bad dice luck. All right. <laughs> I got this, and I uh, I I get down to where like I know in a little like uh, there's like a little panel, and I'm doing it real like in between people so they don't notice me. I open up the little panel where I know like all the things are like connected to try and like find the right wire to cut to bring out the. And I'm gonna spend two points of my tinkering on it. Okay, great. I rolled a six. Oh, there you go. Nice. Um, so this uh, die is ones and sixes. <laughs> the captain um, speaks into the microphone. Weapons room. We are ready for launch. I'm giving the final order. Go. Weapons room. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> They're not responding. Well, then we'll have to walk over there and tell them. Says Vasily Arkhipov, and they start oh, walking man. towards the re- weapons room. Oh my gosh! What do we do? So I just want to—I just want to reiterate—I was not trying to talk you out of 
going back in time if that's the strategy you'd like to attempt. You are absolutely 100% welcome to do that. It will require time travel tests, of course. Or you can try something now. I mean, you could try talking to them. You could try just stopping them uh, by force. You know, you tell me. What I want to try is so Vasily is walking to the weapons room, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is there any way we can intercept Vasily on the way to the weapons room and sort of like, I don't know, I feel like I want to like take him hostage in the weapons room to like interrogate him because clearly this is not our history's Vasily. I... I have a thought, actually, before we, we jump. I have falsehood detection. Can I just know if that is actually a replaced person or if something has happened that has changed his mind from how it happened, like how it happened in history? That is a great uh, question. I think that I'm going to say, yes, you get a clue. This is not Vasily Arkhipov. This is something so right. or someone else that has taken his form. So you're right. That's what we need to. You're getting little hints. That's what we need to deal with. Dakota, you're getting little hints in the way. In fact, as they start to exit the bridge, he looks back and he kind of moves his head like that. And then he exits. We've got to take him out. Yes. Um, Yeah, you're right. Because that is uh, definitely not actually him. Leave him. Leave him to me and Dakota. Could you replace him? So the question is, could could I grab him? Haul him like like as they're walking, right? Pull him into a side room, and can Dakota replace him with like a disguise role? Like, can that like Imogene? Yeah, Imogene. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Imogene. Can Imogene like? Is it that good that you can look like another person, or well, do you look like a nondescript person? It, I mean, it would require some hacking of the impersonator mesh. Someone would need to have like a, a excellent, excellent skill in disguise in order okay. to be able to do that. They would need to have say eight or more. <laughs> uh, uh, I, let's try this let's try it I can do that I can do it I swear okay so as All they're right. walking to the weapons room they go out into the corridor and who is gra- you, someone's grabbing, grabbing Ar- Arkhipov yeah I was going to try to grab him uh, with scuffling I'm thinking uh, just like grab him in a, a chokehold and then duck him into the storage room the same one that we had initially warped into as okay, they're great. walking past it. Great. Um, so I want a scuffling roll from you. And okay. then I, I would like uh, I would like uh, an imaging you are taking Vasily's place and going yeah. into the weapons room. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Uh, let's go ahead and get the scuffling first. So you sneak up behind him. He's like last in the row of three men going down the corridor toward the weapons room. And tell me what you do. Uh, he just... Yeah, from any other view, he just looks like a Soviet sailor. He's just, like, walking up behind him, and he's going to wait just as he passes the storage room that we were in, and he's going to grab him immediately, uh, left arm around his throat to just, like, make him quiet, right hand over his mouth, and then just dodge into that room real fast and give Imogene an opening to walk behind us as, a, you know, in disguise. So that's that's his plan. Anyway. Scuffling test. Scuffling test, I will spend... This is a difficulty four? Uh, usually, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to always re- reveal the difficulties, but most oh, things are difficulty okay. four. I didn't know if you always knew that ahead of time. Okay, cool. No problem. Uh, all right, I will spend two uh, on this. Uh, on this test. Here we go. 
I got a four for a six. A six. For a total of a six. And I can tell you that you have succeeded. Um, <laughs> yeah. So right. you grab him and you pull him down the hallway. <laughs> Dakota, you're with them. And you, um, you're you going to bash back into that supply closet you were in before, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll great. just help, like, shove his... If he's dragging him in, I'll just kind of, like, make sure his, like, feet... I'm, like, just looking around, yeah. make sure no one noticed. Push, help push his feet in there. And, and yeah. then I, as I'm grappling him, I'll just be like, Dakota, close the door. Close it. Uh, so, so now the two of us are in here with whatever this thing is. Yes, and I can tell you that um, just before it goes dark, as the door goes shut, you see a mandible break <gasps> free of his face. Uh, he lets out an awful chittering sound as antennas start to sprout from his forehead. Um, meanwhile, Dakota just vomits again in that same way. So that's adding that's to her what vomit Imogene that's already there. As the door closes behind her, as she's following the captain. Oh my god! So she's Worse using than the she's cockroaches still, in the subway. She still needs to make a disguise roll, Imogene, uh, yeah. but. Because she's got her booster, she can create a disguise, I mean, like, that most people would not be capable of. These guys have been working with Vasily Arkhipov for years. You're one of the few people that could make yourself convincibly look like him using a hacking of your impersonator mesh. Go ahead and tell me how many points you're going to spend out of disguise. There is a 0% chance that I'm allowing this to fail, so I'm spending three points so that it's a guaranteed success. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so? And let me just see what you roll anyway. I just want to know. I rolled a four for a total of seven. Seven is enough. So nice. Um, they they burst in and they're like, "Come on, Vasily, why are you taking so long? Get in here!" <laughs> All right, for Mother Russia, we have decided to make the ultimate sacrifice. We will be destroyed, but so will the capitalist pigs. And he's addressing all of the men in the weapons room. He's like, "Prepare to fire." What and do you I do, Vasily? I just say, well, let's uh, let's hold on just a second here. <laughs> and as you do that, you hear the echo of your um, translator just talking in like a deep, throaty Russian. Gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous male, uh, manly Russian. Yes. Um, let's just think about this for a Vasily, second. Vasily, you're having second thoughts. I thought that you were a true patriot. And to that, I would say, because I am a true patriot, I value the lives of every comrade on this submarine uh, so highly that I want to make sure that every single person, every single soul on this submarine um, knows, you know, what's about to happen. So I feel like we should have like a meeting, maybe. Uh, Maslenikov says, we just had the meeting on the bridge. We all were in agreement. You must well, give yes, us a good reason why you have changed your mind. Surely you are not a coward, Arkhipov. Only a coward. And I want to use my point in taunt. Um, only a coward. Only a politician would be so easily throw away all the lives of his ship. Only a true leader understands that duty is harder than dying. Dying is easy. Living is harder. Someone write that down. Uh, Stitch. 
Yes. Can I give a stitch for that? Oh, that shit was awesome. Players can give stitches as well. Um, and you yes. all started with one stitch, and now you have two stitches. Uh, Mary Lou, Imogene has two stitches to spend. Cool. And, um, make sure that you, you put that down. There's a place for current stitches. Yeah, I just read sh- it. Great. Okay. So, um, with that said, um, I, I'm going to tell you that uh, you have totally thrown off Maslenikov, who seems uh, not quite on his right footing. And the captain, Savitsky, goes, you are sure of this. We are making a mistake. Perhaps I am exhausted. <laughs> There's so little air. Tell me, Arkhipov, am I damning us all? Not only would you be damning all the souls on this submarine, but all the souls of the capitalist pigs who haven't even been able to read Marx or Lenin. (laughs) Shouldn't we allow them a chance to become better? What? What interpersonal ability are you using? Because you used taunt to to get Maslenikov out of your way. Yeah. I want to use reassurance here. Ah, yes. um, Because he's so tired and he... I I don't think the captain is a bad man. And he said it himself. Like, he just said, like, maybe I'm too tired. So you're just, like, reassuring that impulse that he already had. That's so Yeah. What I want to say is, um, to help reassure him, is I think we just need more time. We need more oxygen, and we can make this decision later. Uh, if if we decide to press the button, which I don't think we will, but if we do, we should do it. Li- not now. So I think that you. Time. I think that you. You can do this, but I'm going to require a point spend. Do you want to okay. spend your one? It'll be gone for the rest of the adventure. Do you want to yes. spend your one reassurance point? I do. He says, Arkhipov, you are a true comrade. Cancel that order. We must endure. We must endure. The horrors outside this sub will not create horrors within it. Thank you, Arkhipov. You stopped me from making a very grave mistake. But now everything is fine. (laughs) Meanwhile, in the closet... (laughs) (laughs) The thing... um, All I can tell you now that it's dark is that the thing emerging from Arkhipov's uh, body um, is beetle-like. And it's very large. And there's like a a buzzing of wings as it sort of starts to reach towards you. What do you do? I pull out one of my guns, I point it right at him, and I say, stop right there. I'll blow you to bits. Who are you? What are you doing here? Um, it chitters uh, menacingly and uh, attacks you. <gasps> All right. Well. And, and let me just say this. Do you keep a six-shooter in addition to your pacifist disruptor, uh, Dakota? Yeah. Is that okay? okay. Of course it is. I'm just going to add it to your character sheet. A six shooters. You have r- traditional bullet firing guns, mm-hmm. um, and um, it uh, it attacks you. Um, and when we come back on our next episode, no. we will oh. see the results of this fight. Oh. No, that's <laughs> it. And if history still is doomed because of a fight with a big bug in a supply closet. <laughs> 
That is our that is our session for today. I want to thank my incredible players, Joe O'Brien, Paula Deming, and Mary Lou. You guys were so fantastic and fabulous and all the other F words. Uh, I am really loving Time Watch. Let's come back very soon. And next week, in fact, and play some more. Remember to use that glass cannon code on the Pelgrin website and buy your own copy. Uh, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you, <laughs> oh my goodness. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.